Welcome to the DMC podcast hosted by me, Manuel Sidhu. And me, Joseph Cutler. Since last week's podcast was on quarantine, we thought why not talk about where the next post-quarantine stop should be. Just a disclaimer, we are not encouraging people to travel right now. You know, please adhere to current guidelines, but we just want to discuss and inspire for the future, places to go, places that we've been, and some entertaining stories that uh, I've certainly experienced in my time traveling. I've been very fortunate to travel to quite a few places, which has brought quite a few interesting stories out. But I was going to yeah. say, since, since you and I are, are born and bred Londoners, you know, we're London boys at the end of the day. We may live in Guildford from time to time, but we are London boys. Um, what would you say the, the London motives hit could be once quarantine is all over? I think rooftop bars, honestly, man. I, I haven't bars. been to one. I've actually never have, been. Me neither. But I've, my, my cousins have been, family have been. The radio roof, rooftop bar looks amazing. Literally Google it and I'm Radio telling you now. Bar. Yeah, Google it right now. I'm telling you, okay. it looks okay, astonishing okay, okay, okay. for what it is. Whereabouts is it? Um, I don't have oh, mate. All I know is in London. It's along the Thames. Yeah. Man. I'm telling you. I'm telling Man, you. this looks expensive. Oh, hang on, I'm a student. I can't be afford <laughs> can't be affording <laughs> that. Bro, I Honestly. want some free I want some free stuff. What can I say? Yeah, I'm telling you, we actually need to go. Like it's a, imagine a podcast episode though. That's what I'm saying. Mm, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Shout to the atmosphere would be next level. But, you it know, if you've got a bit amazing. of money to spend, why not? Why not? For all of you, all your rich central London Gs out there, you can afford that stuff. Or yeah. maybe you just want to treat yourself. I don't know. Hit up a rooftop. I know there's um, a rooftop bar in Peckham. If you're feeling a little bit, you know, a little bit less economically stable, but you still want to enjoy yourself. <laughs> hit up Peckham. You know, they've got a nice little area there if you want to enjoy a bit of the culture. Um, no. Stay safe. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, for um, sure, dude. They're supposed to be opening up, like most of them I saw, Saturday, the 4th of July. I don't know why it's American Independence Day, but everything's opening up on that day in England. So the thing is, with, with rooftop give it a bars, shout. with rooftop bars as well, it's like, they're outdoors. So hopefully those will be open. Yeah, for um, sure, man. It's obviously at the discretion of the, of the social distancing policies. Yeah, exactly. Social distancing and, and that. It's, I, honestly, when I look at them, I actually think to myself, that's just amazing. Like, it just looks <laughs> great. As in, you yeah, can have brunch, does, breakfast, dinner, and it's like, it's just a chilled mm. out environment. It's just, it's like, yeah, I've been to a few Somewhere bars, but get, like, like I, I've been spending no money during this quarantine. Like, I've been spending very little because I haven't been doing anything. All I've been doing is eating food and buying food, f- buying food. Aside from that, not really much. I've got money to spend a little bit, a little bit. I'm not saying I'm rich, but I've got a little bit, you know, spare. I'm have to have, no. a, I'm have, to have a rooftop bar, you know. No, and trust think. me, trust me. It's actually a vibe. It looks amazing. And the prices, I checked them. Some of them aren't too bad. So definitely okay. give it a shout. Give it a not shout. Bad. What else would you say? What, what else would you think? Um, this is something that I did last year, July, with my sister. Afternoon mm. tea. I've done it now twice with her. So I did it last year. Afternoon year tea. I've never, again, Manny, I've never been. Afternoon tea is the most amazing thing I've been to. And I'm genuinely saying that. I'm telling you it now. Sounds, it sounds absolutely scrumptious. Literally, <laughs> I went to the Mad Hatters at Afternoon Tea. These lot know how to produce tea at the highest <laughs> level. These hotels, I don't know what they're doing. I need to speak <laughs> to the people working there. It's truly amazing. I don't understand. Is, what thing is like, what if you don't like tea? I don't like tea. I know I'm a white British guy, yeah. But I don't like tea. What, what can they offer me? Do you know? Do they have like okay? So, so afternoon tea. Afternoon tea is okay. Let me put it this way: tea is the premise of it. You just drink a lot of tea, but it's not only tea. Okay. You get sandwiches. Okay. You get sco- scones. You get. Thank you for uh, the right pronunciation, by the way. It is scones, not scones. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was about to say it wrong. Manners. <laughs> chocolate a uh, uh, bit little biscuits telling you right now they give you a palette like a, imagine a, f- a free tier palette of certain things and it's like there's like meat dishes at the start as you start and then it changes a little bit but um it's like a hand-picked food but it tastes very very nice man, you're making and me hungry now i'm telling you it was I mean, man the mad hatters one was very great i loved it it's just amazing and like yes. how they how they presented uh, the how they presented the tea and stuff which is great because of the fact that it's um they had the cards and the cards that the mat the, they were like colored like Alice in Wonderland bro I'm just telling you it was sick then the next year which was last year in July 
I went to one called the Ampersand Hotel. Ooh. These lot had it science themed. Man had a pipette as his <laughs> milk to put in. I am telling you now. I will actually repost the stories on my Instagram today if I'm really feeling oh, it. It looks amazing. It. They had like, like a chocolate satin shape. That's mad. Like, the thing is about afternoon tea as well. This this one isn't exclusively unlimited. You can go any any like any city, go to a quaint English town outside of your city or in a city. There's bound to be a place. To be fair, afternoon tea does sound good. I now you mention it. I might have had afternoon tea because I thought it was just tea, like. But I've been to some beautiful little cake places where they bring our little three-tier palette and you have like Victoria sponge or something. It is delightful. I recommend Those, it. So I haven't like been to the yourself, cake ones. Like that sounds wholesome. This is wholesome mm. food right here. Wholesome experience. I recommend it. How um, about you? Oh, I think it's like my favorite place in London, or across the whole city. Completely free to go to, Waterloo Bridge at night. I'm telling you right now. Best That'd view be. in London. The whole, like, you're on the river, literally, if you go to the centre of the bridge, in the middle of the bridge, on the pavement, of course, don't go on the road, come on. Um, <laughs> like, the whole, the, the Thames is covered with beautiful lights. You can see the London Eye lit up. You can see, you know, all of the attra- main attractions of London. You see the Shard doing, like, doing a madness of the light show. It's absolutely gorgeous. If it's like a, a crisp spring or autumn evening, mm, to be, for me, nothing beats it. Like, it's just, we need to settle this debate right now, though. Mm. The view from the Waterloo Bridge or the view from the statue of Trafalgar Square looking at Big Ben? Which one's better? I've got to go Waterloo Bridge, man. I just love the aesthetic of being near some near a body of water. I'm, I have to disagree. For me. Oh, I have man. to disagree. I am so sorry, man. <laughs> uh, I get you. But another place I'd recommend is Brick Lane Market on a Sunday. On a Sunday is when all the food stuff comes out. Independent little um, marketplaces and they give pretty affordable food and like delicious. It's any cuisine you could possibly want. Really filling, like it's just amazing. Also hit up Camden, Camden sick. Obviously these are things that people know about, but honestly, you just need to go and just try it. Yeah, it's just, I know it's going to be packed because everyone knows about these spots and they haven't been there in ages. But um, mm. that's the street market sounds similar to the food stores in Box Park. I've been to Box Park once. Mate, it's great, man. It's like the same vibe, really. It's just like little stores in one yeah, area. But you I, can I, hire out a certain place as oh, well. Can you? Like, yeah, I, I've um, passed the Croydon one a couple of times. And I know back in um, 2018, my friends went there for the World Cup to watch Nigeria play. And so... They were repping the Great. Super Eagles, and it, when sick, when man. Nigeria scored, it went mad in there. Like hey, if there's like some me. sort of event um, that's going to be publicised and televised, you and like people are passionate about this particular event, you have to go to Box Park because it goes. We should go there for the Euros next year if it happens. You should you know the Euros yeah. been nuts there. Wembley, hey. Croydon, Shoreditch. I know. I think. I think you were with me that day. We went to a Shoreditch for an event, a different event, but Box mm. Park was literally opposite the restaurant we went to. Mm, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, that was good. But no, like for real, these these kind of places, like the sense of community in Box Park, especially when you're, you know, watching a televised show, of, a televised uh, event of like something that has countries or nationalities involved. When you're with people of a similar nationality, so like my my friends went to Nigeria game because they themselves were Nigerian. They felt like they were at home, like with their with their you know with their family and stuff like that. It's even that though, tribal even thing, them. isn't it? Yeah, I get what you mean. You're right, with your people. So. I'd recommend that. Um, also, I've had a little look at Voxel. In Vauxhall, there's an axe throwing place. Okay, L- hear I'm me out, of guys. Axes, right? I'm scared of axes. Out, me it sounds a bit crazy, but you're literally just dashing an axe at a target. You can just let out all your frustration, just flipping dash it as hard as you can. Let out all frustration and just try and a bit of friendly competition with some friends maybe. It's something different, you know. I've never done it before. I don't know many people that have done it, but it seems to be a popular business model because it's still open. It's still doing pretty well, so could yeah, be a I've shout. Seen, I've seen it on Instagram. It looks dangerous, mate. I'm telling you now, I'm scared of axes, man, and they must be very heavy. <laughs> but of these, like axe throwing and some of the other things that we've got on our list, it's something that you can partake in yourself as well. I'm not saying you can't do everything there. But with axe throwing, you don't necessarily meet all your mates. You could yeah. meet different people who are associated or like part of it. It's like it's like <laughs> joining a new sports society at uni. Like you can meet yeah. anyone really. 
with yeah. the more of the afternoon team, more of the food stores, yeah, sure, you can go to a food store yourself. But, but it'd be much friend, better to just, take someone with. Yeah, yeah I sure. agree. Like, will you just to come back to what you're saying about the axe throwing? There's quite like probably a niche set of people who are doing that, and they could be really interesting people. Like, for example, my mum recently went to do some motorcycle training to do a fresher course because she hadn't like ridden a motorbike for 30 odd years That's and crazy. the people she met there were, were like just such unique interesting people and that alone like meeting these really interesting people that alone was worth the experience as well as doing the actual training and stuff like that so like yeah man and i would I encourage think... people once once this quarantine's over just to go out and maybe step out your comfort zone a bit do stuff that you know you like do stuff that you're not sure that you like and who knows you may love that new thing yeah and i think equally just as important that you touched on was the people you meet mm. you can do something that you don't even like but the people you meet is just it, it's just in crazy how the people you meet influence what the things the things you enjoy like um yeah i enjoy certain things because probably most of my life i've been associated with it or been around it but when you meet a new set of people and you want to just you like the people there you mm-hmm. can definitely make new connections and definitely like take on new interests it's just new experiences at the end of the day this whole even though we're talking about places to go and traveling ultimately we want you guys to take that step to um go out your comfort zone take on new experiences and meet new people because those definitely. are the most important things i think that's definitely. the main thing from these um from this whole premise of the whole podcast itself and it's like for example i know a lot of people don't like water but like going regent's park or going high park and going on those boats just like chilling with again this one probably be more uh, oriented with your friends or family um but still like taking yourself out there into just just chilling like it's, it's very sunny it's the weather's been beautiful i know today the weather's a bit off but just generally it's like such a great thing to do i agree i agree yeah, in terms of like, you know, you've got, you've got these things to do, particularly in London. Well, we've obviously, you know, been around for like 20 odd years now. Um, so in terms of stuff you've done, what have you done internationally? What kind of things have you experienced internationally that could be, you know, we could find quite interesting to hear about? Oh, uh, mate. Um, well, the countries I've been to internationally, it's been quite a few. So I went to Vienna for a wedding. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. Um, I'll just bat, bat off everywhere I've gone and I'll go, go into on, detail go on, in a second. I have Vienna, Ibiza, uh, Barcelona. Um, I don't know. Nah, I'm just trying to think now. I've been in India, <laughs> but I don't remember that because I'm super young. Oh, but um, I'm not going to lie to you. I think that's, that's pretty much it. I can't think of anything else top of my head. But like, I've been to different regions of the UK also. But like, mm-hmm. if we're talking about internationally, I think those are the main four top of my head right now. How about yourself? Man, I, I've been super lucky. Like, uh, from a, a, a relatively young age, my parents have been like, okay, we need, like, you need to travel in order to gain perspective of the benefits you have in your life. That was the main thing my parents wanted me to, to do was to be able to appreciate what I've got. So at around 12 years old, we went, my dad, my twin brother and I went to Thailand. Mm-hmm. We, the year later, we went to India. That's pretty um, awesome, man. Spent two weeks there. I've, and I've got family living in Italy, which I've been to. I've got friends living in France and Spain. Uh, I've been traveling around Africa, in Egypt, South Africa, uh, places like that. Um, I've been to Greece. I've been to Mallorca. I've been to... Madeira was amazing as well. Madeira is absolutely beautiful place. Um, well, you've been, been everywhere. You've been I've everywhere. I've been really lucky, but... Honestly, I've, I've experienced some mad things, especially around Asia and stuff like that. It was insane. Yeah, but um, what, was your, what was your best country you visited? Like, what, what, what do you think Ooh, was the most one that connected with you most and like, your best country? Okay, it's a hard question because best country and best experience in most enjoyable time are very different things. So it's hard to think of a best country, but the first thing that comes to mind was my trip to India because it was just, as 13 years old, and having lived, a, obviously, a relatively comfortable life in London, you know, with my parents and stuff like that, it was really, set that in terms of stepping out my comfort zone, that was a massive, because I, I saw things there that I think everyone needs to have perspective of and should see, because it's really important to be able to understand, understand, like, the, the benefits that you have as a person. So 
when I went to India, I saw poverty that I've never experienced before. And initially, you know, as a young kid, I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to accept that that was what the world was like. And my dad was like, Joseph, you need to look and see this is what some people have. You've, you need to appreciate what you've got. So that for me was a really eye-opening experience. And also the fact that me and my brother traveled back by ourselves. Our dad stayed for a bit longer, like a, a month longer. So we went back on our own at 13 years old. I was shook. <laughs> I was so scared. I was gonna oh, wait, that is crazy. How did I you, was gonna how miss did you guys... everything? Mate, how mate, did you, um... Okay, I made the bad decision of, okay, right. You think, right, in an airport, they've got, you know, good hygiene, relatively good hygiene. So okay. I went to McDonald's in the Indian airport and I got, <laughs> and I got a fillet of fish. Imagine I'm in India and I get McDonald's. What kind of white boy am I? I know, okay. all right? I got a fillet of fish. Yeah. Big mistake. Oh, <laughs> deli belly, yeah. The, the phenomenon <laughs> when you eat loads of like spicy food that your body's not yeah. used to. I got it on the last day because of a fish burger from McDonald's in an airport. <laughs> I was I was legit dying for two weeks back home with every disease. Oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy, man. It was that's insane. Crazy. But like when we got to India, me and my brother for the first couple of days whilst we were in New Delhi, we were staying in like a hotel, and my dad was like went to we were asleep because it was quite we were jet lagged, and my dad got up and he went to. Uh, the train station to try and get tickets to our next stop, which was the Golden Triangle of Agra and Jaipur. Um, and my dad came back about three hours later, like, boys, I just got abducted in a tuk-tuk. So, what? Like, <laughs> so he went to the, he went to the station and it's a common, tr a common like ploy of certain people there that um, they see foreigners and they're like, okay, we can try and take advantage of this. And then, they saw my dad looking a bit lost and like, okay, the ticket office is this way. And they're like, get in this tuk-tuk and we'll take you there. My dad got in the tuk-tuk, realized, hang on a minute, why the hell am I leaving the station in a tuk-tuk with people I don't know, who've got no credentials as working for this station. And he's like, stop, stop, I'm getting out. And he just ran. That's like, crazy. They were man. fully taken away from the station. And he was like, okay, what's happening? What have I got myself into? Like, <laughs> well, mate, I would be so like, isn't that would be such a surreal experience? Like, yeah, in, I don't sure. know how it actually feel. Like, it's just it I seems so I'd, like. Thing is, I don't know if I'd have the common sense to realize that they're just taking me to a random place. I think I'll just sit there and just vibe. <laughs> is that all legit? Mate, I don't know, man. I would. I the things with me and um, people, like, I don't mind it, but like, I just I feel like I'm very too. I'm very like, open. I have a conversation, but if it's like someone mm. taking me somewhere or somewhere someone needs to go, uh, we need to go somewhere, and there's a stranger, the only thing I trust now in the world is Uber or Uber. any other taxi service. But other mm. than that, like I would never like go anywhere near that man. Like it just no, seems so. The thing is, tuk tuks are bants. Tuk tuks are mad bad. Like they're hilarious. When you, I remember, like one time I saw, um, oh my god, we're in the middle of Delhi traffic. And there were two people, like two tuk-tuk drivers together. Like they're in the same one that we were in, me and my brother, my dad. And in the middle of Delhi traffic, the driver fell asleep. He like, his friend, his friend smacked him to wake him up. Although, <laughs> what has this guy been doing the last, last night to be asleep right now in the middle of Delhi traffic? I was scared for my life. Everyone was moving around us. We were stopped in the middle. Think, I was thinking, what is happening? I'm 13 years old. I'm too young to die. Like, no man that that just sounds crazy man that sounds crazy i'm looking at tuk-tuks yeah. right now i'll be honest like even though i'm from an indian background i don't actually know what tuk-tuk is but oh. it looks it looks pretty awesome it actually looks that looks sick yeah, it's, it's fun man it's good stuff it's good stuff like was and for you like have you um experienced anything interesting any any entertaining stories from what you've been traveling yeah but um yeah, for sure. When I went to Ibiza, um, it was one of the more recent times I went. I nearly missed my flight on the way down, on the way back. It's actually what quite happened? funny. Like, How? I've, I've never actually missed a flight or got near because I'm so paranoid. But what happened with yours? No, so like I was, I, came, I went at a decent time from England. So I was going from Gatwick at the time. So I left at a decent time in my own house to get to Gatwick. And then um, I get there, I get past security and everything. And mm. then I... Um, I start having a chat with the guy at the con uh, help 
with the help desk pretty much of course <laughs> and then i'm like yeah how you been you're right yeah i'm not too bad i'm actually going to Ibiza. and i said to the guy i can't actually read okay finally long story short was i couldn't read the boarding sign <laughs> properly and i was like to him the the sign doesn't look right because it looks like it should say Ibiza boarding but it look it's next to the dubai one so is it dubai or Ibiza boarding and then he's like no Ibiza is boarding right now I said, no, you must be joking. He's like, no, 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 they're boarding right now. I was like, bro, I've got to see you later because I need to sprint to that Jeez. gate. And he told me the gate was right at the very end. And I would kid you not, <laughs> I ran up these escalators, yeah? My God. And I sprinted to that gate. <laughs> and then when I got there, I, my auntie rang me, or my mom rang me. I think my auntie rang me because she was with my mom. And then she's like, mm. oh, have you got there safely? This is not in terms of, like, to the gate. I said, mm. yeah, mom, I've actually got, I was like to my aunt, I said, like, yeah, I've got here. She was on some speaker, so I was like, yeah, mom, I'm here, this, is and that. And then I walk out of the line. I don't know why I walk out of the line. It's just really dumb of me. I've walked out of the line, and then I said, I'm not actually sure if I'm in the right place. I feel like I am, though. Then I go to the back of the line because I've walked out of the line. So the woman to say to me, this is the IB for, for like, um, that's it. Um, you can just go through. So I've gone wow. through. And it was like, I was the last person to get into my flight. Like the very <laughs> last person. Guy. And I was like, yo. And then the, I sat next to someone. And then the woman sat next to me. Picked, I guess a phone call. And she said, are you guys on the flight? And they're like, no. So this woman's now decided to get off the flight. And I've literally sat next to her. So at that age, I was like, yo, that's kind of deep. Like, is it because I sat next to her that she didn't want to go on the flight anymore? Does she feel uncomfortable? <laughs> so I think about all these emotions. Yeah. And then my flight gets delayed by an hour and a half because it's Oh my, so all that stress up. for nothing. Yeah, literally. Literally. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Man, I, I've, I've never... Were you on your own for this? I was on my own on the way there. On the way back, yeah. though, um, it was with my brother. This was the funny part. It was a, da- it was a tag team. It was actually so funny. Uh, so my uncle and Ibiza was like, oh, the, the airport's small. You can leave, like, you can get there half an hour before the flight. Everything will be fine. Mm. We get there, like, half an hour to an hour before the flight. I would say half an hour, to be honest. We've, and it says, lot. we get there and it says, like, pretty much says boarding. I'm like, to my bro, yo, how are they going to take our suitcases if we're boarding? Mm. I don't know. So we ran to, like, the people to give our suitcase. And they're like, oh, don't worry, you're the last people. It's fine. We've done it for you now. And then they said, you need to go upstairs. We went up the escalators, and I kid you not, the the security line was up until the back of the airport. Whoa. We lined up at the back, and then there was an American family ahead of us, and me and my brother were talking about, yo, we're not going to make it, this and that. My brother's like, yo, Mm. we're not going to make it. Ring ring my cousin right now. He said, ring our cousin right now. Tell him to pick us up. We're not making it. (laughs) And I was like, no, don't worry, we're then the woman in front of us had to calm both of us down saying, yo, don't worry, they can't leave without you. You'll be fine. This is not. Okay. Obviously, nice. in our heads, yeah, in our heads, we're like, yeah, nice of you to say, you're not missing your flight right now. Like, it <laughs> we look at the boarding, it's like 10 minutes have gone and we're like, okay, we're going to miss it. Fair enough. Then we actually settled in because it was like last call. Then there was like a family behind us that skipped the queue, the security queue, because they said they're going back to London Gatwick. And we were mm-hmm. like, yo, and then we were already nearer to the end of the security line, getting towards the actual security barriers mm-hmm. and stuff. So we didn't skip the queue. Right. And then we got and then we got through. And then um at this point we're ahead of that family that skipped the queue because we've obviously nice. got past them at that point. And then we are sprinting, but I get stopped. I get stopped at security because I forgot to take my belt off. And I said to my brother, the agreement was oh. whoever gets stopped. Whoever gets stopped, they the other person has to run to the gate and tell them that we're on that flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fortunate for me, even though I know Spanish, but my brother, my brother knows Spanish like professionally, that like, very well. That he spoke to these people and that like, we need to get on the flight. This is us. Where like, the, the last stuff, two people the you're stuff. waiting for. Yeah, so um, we clutched it because I started sprinting after him afterwards. Nice. Uh, nice we get nice. into those. We get into those buses, and they send us to the um, to the airplane. Once you get to the airplane. I walk up the steps and we're the last people again, obviously. Literally and the then, last, um, like the last couple of people. Yeah, we're the last, no, we are the last two. We walk in, we walk in and I kid you not, the family that was behind us, bro, they were behind us, yeah? 
they're sitting down comfortably in like the second row and I give them the dirtiest look. I'm like, you don't know how annoyed I was. Like these lot were behind us firstly in the line. Yeah. They tried to jump the queue, but we were still ahead of them. And even still, they got there before us. Bro, you do not understand, yeah? I've never been so angry in my life. <laughs> and I was but like, least, no way. At least you made it. At least it wasn't them yeah. getting on. And, and you then, did yeah, it. We, that would have been yeah, the biggest yeah, kick No, 100%. And like, we got in. And I was like to my brother, yeah, we were going to make it. But deep down, man, we were like, yo, we bottled it on a level. <laughs> it was like last call, like... I thought the other one was bad, but it said boarding. This one literally said last call, so we're like, we're not going to make it, man. We might as well mm. just pack our bags, go back to the um, our uncle's house, enjoy another day in Ibiza. But um, mm. it is what it is, really. Well, you made it. I mean, I've never... I don't think I've ever even come close to missing one, because, like, basically, if my flight's at 3pm, and I live in London, so I go to any of the London airports, if my flight's at 3pm, I leave the house at flipping 10am, I can't lie. I want to get to the airport... I want to get to the airport at least three hours early to the airport, and it's a two-hour journey. So I give myself five hours. I once had a flight at 8 a.m., so I woke up at 3 a.m. to get that flight. Worth it. Because I just have peace. Of, I got a coach. Okay, fine. all through the night. Like, I, I just want that peace of mind, you know. I don't want to be worried or think, like, oh, no, I'm risking it. I'm risking it. Nah. If you've got hand luggage, you can easily go in and out. That's all I've before. got. All I've got is hand luggage. I, ne- I don't yeah, think yeah. I've ever had check-in luggage, ever. But if you have hand luggage, you can leave, like, an, you can get there comfortably an hour and a half before your flight, or two yeah, hours. But like, easy. It's not comfortable, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not comfortable can, enough. <laughs> no, I get you, man. But, um, but like, in terms of worse, worse happened to me, oh, um, so I was 12 years old, and I was in Thailand with my brother and my dad, and it was pretty late at night. Like, well, for me, it was late at night, like 10, 11 p.m. And mm. somehow, uh, we stumbled into the red light district of Thailand. Are you being serious? Now, for those of you who might not know what the red light district is, it's the part of the city, it's in a few cities in, across the world, where there's a lot of 18-plus bars, you know, gentlemen's clubs, as they're called, basically strip clubs and all these kinds of uh, establishments. And um, we were walking through, and I kid you not, 12 years old, yeah, the amount of uh, beautiful female, like, <laughs> I don't, I, transgender uh, Thailand lady boys and stuff like that, the amount, <clears throat> oh my God. Like, they were literally looking at us through the window, through the glass, and they were like, waving at us, beckoning. You must have been so, towards. like, feel I so was, uncomfortable. But I was shook. I was like, hang on, I've been, I am very sexually confused right now because I know you're beautiful, you're objectively a beautiful woman, but you might be a man. How so would you I know that like, concept? Like, isn't, okay, at 12, 13 years old, I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't have known what transgender yeah, was. Yeah, I, I was very uneducated at 12, 13, as most 12, 13 year olds were back then, and nowadays it's becoming a lot more prevalent. But I was, at that time, very uneducated, very confused. So I always think, I looked at my dad, I was like, dad, why are we here? He's like, you have to see the real Thailand. I was like, oh my God. Wait, your dad sent you there? He didn't Bro. send us there. We, we didn't like. We just happened to go there. My dad didn't exactly take us away from it because it's a part of their culture, it's a part of the country. Like that's an interesting part that we wouldn't necessarily have been exposed to. Admittedly, a little bit traumatized. Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> at a young age, it's kind of difficult. But I feel like the premise of like how your dad went about things. It seems like from what I'm hearing, your stories for traveling have always been linked to perspective. I'll be honest, for me, traveling has been more of a um, let's see family, let's Mm. explore parts of the world. Obviously, there is the same um, realigning the fact that we want a different perspective, but how we've gone about it is very different. So Definitely, definitely. Yeah, like with Ibiza, that was more of a family, family seeing holiday because I have family living in Ibiza. Yeah. But when I went to... um, Barcelona I'd say um, with my well that was more with my cousins but even still it was like we enjoyed it for what it was we took it in because there was no family mm. there it was just we went our family went holiday for leisure but, I guess yeah exactly exactly didn't, didn't like, you say uh, that something happened to you in Barcelona with like a, a football related football or something like that no um Ibiza that's what happened so I was in Ibiza and I bought this real Madrid t-shirt so I was like, I'll just wear it because I bought it now. And it's like one of my last days. And mm. I'm walking down the the pier 
and um, someone swears at me. So someone's shouting and swearing, and I'm like, uh, obviously, like he's not shouting directly at me. He's probably like from behind, or he's walked past and said something. And I'm like, well, he's obviously not talking to me. Why the hell would he be talking to me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear my cousin talking. He's he's next to me, and he he, he turns around, and says something, and then I was like to him, why are you shouting at that guy? He's like. He just swore at you because you're wearing a Real Madrid t-shirt and I had to explain to him you're a tourist. I was like, oh my days. I was like, these Spanish people take football so seriously. Like, no, so Richard, he actually, like, wait, wait, wait. So he actually sw- was swearing at you because you're wearing a Real Madrid shirt. Yeah, literally. Like, imagine like us going to ch- uh, us North London and we're wearing Chelsea mm. t-shirts and getting sworn at. It's literally the same thing. But like, it's not and, even like you're in Barcelona though wearing a Real Madrid shirt. You're in Ibiza. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't see why there's so much animosity there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's Jeez, man. And um, it's just, I don't know, man. These are love their football. So I was like, fair enough. But I was like to my cousin, I was so lost. I was like, the thing is, I couldn't even tell because I was still walking and I was like, yo, <laughs> this guy's definitely not showing at me. Why would he be showing at me? Like, mm. I've not done anything. I haven't said anything. But yeah, no, I heard that you had an interesting story in Thailand about motorcycles. What's that all about? Oh, yeah. No, so, you're like, saying your mom. Last, ep- last episode was it you mentioning your mom yeah yeah last cycling. episode I think I mentioned my mm. mom was um right or like maybe earlier this episode I don't quite remember but mm. um yeah my mom did the motorcycle training because um she rode motorbikes back in the day she was a proper biker chick with the the big puffy perm you know in the 70s riding motorbikes and stuff like that yeah um so motorbikes have kind of been in the family a little bit and so we were like me and my brother were like 12 years old in Thailand and my dad thought it'd be a good idea to give us some motorcycle training, like <laughs> an intensive motorcycle training course. Um, we Yo, also, your dad is an interesting guy. <laughs> he, he thing is, he gives us life experience. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's, also, exactly. he's one of the most intelligent people I've ever met, you know, computer science masters and stuff like that degree in biology, but he just also really values life experience too. So yeah, for sure, man. that That's was awesome. quite interesting. The motorcycle training and like we, um, it was, I was a bit scared. But once you get on, and I kid you not, it is genuinely like riding a bike. It wasn't proper motorbike. It was like a moped, and then we used a motorbike afterwards, but not very long. But Do you know what really CC fun. it was? I don't know what CC it was. I, was, okay, uh, I didn't ask. But um, uh, yeah, Obviously, was... you wouldn't ask, but I can bet. The thing is, that came in, in, in tandem with that. Just like a few hours before, we also did some Muay Thai kickboxing lessons with some professional Muay Thai fighters who set yeah, up a kickboxing you, school. Learning how to fight is very important, man. I used to kickbox when I was younger in the UK, but no, that's actually sick, though. Your dad mm, actually fully went on in this life experience thing, man. He fully like, did, man. I, I'm not even joking. Like, it was yeah. proper interesting. So we did that. Um, and then... Because whenever we go on holiday to somewhere such as in Asia or in Africa or something like that, we spend one week during doing cultural enriching experiences. So such as learning about the Thai's traditional style of fighting or staying in Thai huts and stuff like that, where you don't pay to stay there. You work for them and they let you stay and they give you food. You don't like, it's kind of like woofing. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's kind of like woofing. And we stay in like huts and stuff like that. And we, enjoy a cultural side of things. So in India, we went to Jaipur, which is the pink city, which is absolutely beautiful. And we went to Agra to see the Taj Mahal. And we're experiencing the slums of New Delhi and seeing different places to enhance our, you know, enhance our perception of the world. We spend one week or 10 days doing that. And then the rest of the holidays spent doing leisure activities. So relaxing on a beach, getting some drinks, uh, enjoying lovely food, doing water sports and stuff like that to have a balance of things. So it's not just yeah. a really intense, yeah but it's a bit of both which is i value that like even now when i go on holiday by myself or with a partner or like with friends and stuff like that my goal is to to try and combine the two to enjoy the culture of the place we're at so when i went to greece i tried to enjoy the culture of athens and learn more about greek history spent a week in athens and then spent a week in isthmia which is like a a beach area where we got to enjoy staying in a sort of resort with all day breakfast and beautiful stuff like that so i try and do that with everywhere that i go it's just i was gonna say do you take that how do you take that forward yeah i was gonna say in terms of the experience would be amazing but how did you take that forward with um like your thought process and how you think like on a day-to-day like do you feel like at a young age that that really hit home and 
it really did make the difference as you've got older. Yeah, de- definitely. Because growing up in South London and going to a school which is majority ethnic minorities and stuff like that, and coming from not like the wealthiest of backgrounds, but still being quite comfortable, um, it, it, it helped me gain perspective definitely of people who've not had the same ex- same experience and privileges that I have. So like, um, even though my family originally are immigrants from Europe, that's very different than being an immigrant from Asia or Africa or something like that. And visiting these places allowed me to gain a better insight into that and allowed me to un- comprehend people that are actually surrounding me on a daily basis because of the place that I live normally. It, it really helped me like comprehend my, the privilege that I have. Yeah, like as you're saying, it sounds like it was a massive eye opener for you. Like, Definitely. would there be anything you changed? Um, I don't necessarily think anything I changed on a particular like day to day basis about myself, but it's just how my perspective changed, and I was able to like understand better other people's points of view and their life experiences, and be able to appreciative of the struggle that they've had, and that I don't undermine potentially undermine. Not saying that I do, but potentially undermine stuff that they've been through. Sorry, I mean, in terms of like, would you change the experiences like when you went on holiday? Like, was there like some things you'd be like, you know what, I would take that out and swap it with something else? Or, like, um, because t- well, I, obviously, I, I, as you get older, like, sorry to cut you off, but in terms yeah, of like, fine. when you went to Greece, like, you said you did the whole Athens and then you went to the beach area. Like, mm-hmm. you, there was that dichotomy still, but like, was the Definitely. time frame smaller? Was it like, what were there certain um, things that you was, took up from your dad? and obviously it was the same amount of time frame generally like still like maybe 10 days in one part 10 days in another part because that's the that's what i enjoy the most i enjoy like learning and trying to you know enhance my understanding of different cultures and things like that but also obviously you're on holiday you know you want to enjoy it and stuff like that but i'll 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 post to you manny like for you what's like the best country that you visited like the most enjoyable holiday you've had um it had to be vienna honestly i know i went for I went for a wedding, which is a crazy thing. Mm. Like I, I had the privilege of being able to leave the country and go for like an Indian wedding as well in a different country, and uh, that experience was awesome. But our mum was quite um, relaxed in terms of what we did in ter- uh, with respect to like the whole thing. So the wedding obviously was going on, and then it was like a long break. So one part of the wedding finished at eleven thirty, and the mm. next part started at like six or seven. So we kind of took an uber paced it back to the hotel got changed <laughs> and went to vienna uh we went into the city and mm-hmm. we just like went there and like we just got to experience like my mom went on a carriage i went to some like theme theme park like an open free theme park it just looked amazing nice. and there's like a massive uh, it's like a B-Tech London Eye, if I'm honest. There was something like that. B-Tech around. London Eye? Yeah, That's literally. Deep. It was smaller, but like, I don't know the significance. Obviously, it had significance to the country, but mm. I don't know what it's actually called. I'm sorry. But then also, I went to like one of the best chocolate, um, not a restaurant, but like it had like the best chocolate in there in Austria. So we went there. Um, mm. and we did like a takeout the, to get a seat it was like a two hour wait so we were like yo we're not sitting down because we actually came for a wedding so we can't actually sit down <laughs> and enjoy that so um, we did do a, a takeout instead of it and mate I kid you not the chocolate there was like I, I, I love sugar you know I love sugar and I love yeah, yeah, you get, honestly for those, for those of you that don't know Man, Manly personally he gets drunk from sugar he gets the fattest sugar high I've ever seen yeah, and like, the sh- like, I love sugar, and it's like, when I got there, and we had it in Austria, I was like, it, that, that chocolate place was just amazing, it's probably the best chocolate <laughs> I've had ever, I'm not going to lie to you, Premium. yeah, literally, it just, just tastes so nice, and it's like, I think, even though it was for like a very short amount of time, that's probably been my favourite place to go, mm. Um, I obviously, like I said, I do I do go I'd be for quite often, but, and I do like, enjoy that, and it's like, because family's there, Um. Mm-hmm. And I normally go with my own family members. I do enjoy it. And we get to do stuff like play football. And there's like lots of awesome things too. There's a beach as well. But the Vienna one was probably my favorite because it was something different as well. Like going Ibiza, I used to go pretty much every year. So it's like, it's kind of repetitive. So when yeah, I went to Vienna, it was a bit more thing. left wing. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Good here. I was going to ask actually, for you, in your opinion, like from the experiences you've had and stuff, where do you think like the best place to travel on a budget is? Because, you know, quite a lot of people aren't going to be able to 
afford to travel all the way to Asia or to Africa? So where would you say the best place to travel with a low budget could be? I think, um, okay, Vienna is definitely off your list because that was very expensive. Like Really? That place, yeah. Man, is it like it being there's expensive, like groceries and going eating out? No, 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 literally like eating out is just mad. Like it's something crazy. Like the amount that we spent at Starbucks. I mean, wow, I don't okay. even want to mention it. It's just crazy. <laughs> but no, um, and personally, I just think like if you're talking about places to go cheap, Mm-hmm. You don't go you go nearer to eastern europe but i agree um, but like <laughs> in terms of like you don't really you stay clear of the nordic countries you stay clear of west europe normally you go towards east europe but um i also you should take into consideration how you're going to get there as well like yeah. you could go to a bit of a more expensive place but if you're taking the euro star or you're taking a coach then there's like start to consider as well. So if, if you're, like you're willing to make, if you're willing to make compromises yeah, in exactly. terms of comfort of getting there, then it can become more affordable. Definitely. Yeah. I think, I think there's like, in terms of just complete budget, like going, eating everything, like I yeah. heard Budapest is quite cheap. I, don't know, I was actually going to say, like yeah, I've been to Budapest and it is, it's a really amazing city. There's so much culture. There's so much history there. And there's also like beautiful, uh, water parks there's uh, an island in the middle of their river which is really cool margaret island that's a really really nice place to go to um there's a, uh, the Bud- budapest zoo one of the best zoos i've ever been to and it's so cheap as well um yeah I was through, say, what was your place what was your place be uh, I, I was i would have actually said budapest as well because it's just so affordable uh, and there's such a good exchange rate so that things don't really cost very much like i remember eating out every single day and for both of us it would be 10 pounds maximum would spend that is crazy and like we ate well we ate good stuff um and there's a lot of really cool free things you can go to there's a lot of there's like a, a small area in the middle of budapest it's like a the equivalent of london soho so like quite a cool hipster area with lots oh, of food I trucks. Know what you're saying. Mm. so like it's I'll, I'll definitely recommend that i'd also recommend going to poland i think poland's really really good um there's a nice there's cultural areas in Krakow and Warsaw and if you want to have someone more relaxing go to a place called Zakopane which is again really beautiful mountain mountainous place that isn't too expensive either um and also the the islands going to islands rather than going to the mainland I think is also cheaper so like going to places like Madeira or uh, Canary Islands and stuff like that is also a good shout I'd say yeah, like it. Like I said, the the common theme with your with your um your holidays is that dichotomy between like city centre, like having like that you know that kind of vibe, that London vibe, but also mm. going into the country. Mm, I definitely. think um, I think it's it seems like it's for me personally, I never really had that, but it seems like it is quite important. Like I've had these experiences where I went to Ibiza and I've gone and seen different parts of the island, but and then you obviously go to the main place in the island as well. But for you, it seems like you've equally split rather than mine being a bit of a excursion uh, based mm-hmm. thing where it's like a day thing you've kind of split that and it sounds like from what I, I i know of you as a person and also what you've um, told me it seems like that's probably the best way to go about having yeah. a holiday but for me that's in terms like of, the best yeah i was gonna say for sure but in terms of your holiday so far what is your dream holiday like Ooh, what's that one that stands holiday. out to you mm. oh man like to where I'd like to go the most, where like could be whether you've been there already or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I really wanted to go to Saint Lucia, which is a, a small Caribbean island. Ever since I was really young, I remember we did a case study of Saint Lucia in like year five geography, <laughs> like back in the day. I, I and ever since then I've been absolutely enchanted by the place because I don't know why. But the main thing that draws me in is they've got houses on stilts so that the water doesn't like flood the houses. They're literally legit on stilts. It's, and the whole place just looks absolutely beautiful. It's like lovely mountains, but beautiful long beaches. Oh, just that looks as, awesome, man. As, as no, you're yeah. looking at a photo of it right yeah, now. Yeah, like, now. As a place oh, of man. relaxation. St. Lucia, it's the dream. And like, I'm, I've been enchanted with it because of a year five geography case study. 
It's crazy <laughs> though, isn't why. it? But yeah, no, it looks awesome, bro. What about it yourself? actually looks amazing. For me personally, I've always been um, a massive fan of East Asia. Like, okay. I'll be honest, like, I want to go to Japan, man. That's literally, oh, yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. is the pinnacle. Like, I think um, just going somewhere like that, like, it's just the, the culture, man. It's the culture that really grips me. And it's like, it takes, like, I know, like, I could easily say I want to go to America, like New York. There's amazing places in America, but the cultural side of East Asia really gravitates towards me as an individual. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like it's way more chilled out. And I think that's something that I look towards just in my day to day. Like I just want to be more chilled out, more relaxed. And it's like Definitely. that kind of vibe. It seems like a, a slower. It seems like a slower pace of living over there, which could be nice. Just to. And it seems something completely different as well. Like you'd be able to, un- like you were saying, see a new culture, but also slow down and appreciate the little things. Like I know they've, um, they've got like really beautiful ceremonies to do with tea. Just such little things like that could just help you appreciate the small things in life and see the beauty in like tea making, for example. Yeah, no, that's a massive thing actually, you're right. But in terms of the dream holiday that you mentioned, would that be the destination you want to live in? Thing is, want to, I, I, in terms of living, I do computer science and hopefully I'm going to be doing that for a living. Uh, it's perceivable that I could be doing that remotely, you know, working from home. Sure. But I, I can't see myself living anywhere else but a big city because I'm a, Lon- like, I'm a London boy myself and I, I, as much as... I'm living in Guildford right now, which is a smaller place, but that's because I'm there to study at university. In terms of living, I'd want to be somewhere with the hustle and bustle of a big city because that's just what I'm used to. Like, you know what? Maybe that, staying I, in London, yeah. perhaps moving to America, something like that. That really resonates with what I was about to say as well. Like, I love these slower-paced areas and something that I've noticed is that with a holiday versus living there, like I remember I was younger, and I, it was quite naive in the fact that I was like, I want to live in Ibiza. And then as I got older, when I went as I got older, uh, like I went for two weeks and after the first one week honeymoon period, it just got boring. <laughs> it was like, I, oh, I totally it's agree. Just, it's just the same thing. And it's like, then when I like, so my brother went for a month and he was like, you can't, it's very different than lifestyle. Like they have siesta. So you're sleeping half like from like one to four and then you're starting working at like four to seven or like, you no, know, there's a sleeping period between four to seven. And then you restart work. It's like crazy. And it's like that's so weird. And, yeah, it's like it's so different. And when you're not used to that, it just seems a bit like weird because everything's closed. And you're like, why is everything closed? It's during the middle of the day. But mm. everything is normally busy. And it's like for me, I have to have like that city atmosphere as well. Agreed, I love to agreed. I love to live in like I would love to live in like Thailand in like a hut for like maybe a year <laughs> to see how that is. I genuinely yeah. want to do that, but um I think I'd always gravitate back towards the city. Definitely. I, but that's that. I think that's as a result of how we've been brought up, though, because we've both been brought up in a city, like in London, one of the biggest, most diverse, densely populated cities in the world, probably. That's I think a, it's the best city in the world. I genuinely believe that. I think London, like, I know it sounds weird because we live here, but I genuinely yeah. think London is one of the best cities in the world. It's actually insane. I think is I'm inclined to agree, but we're biased. Like, I've visited capital cities like Rome and Paris and... Budapest and places like this but we've never lived there so we can't really say specifically but in yeah. terms of just like the vibe that we get from it I, I would have to agree with you I just think London's really nice it's, the, it's like London comparatively to the UK is like it's England it's like the, it's a bubble it's its own bubble it's a, micro- it's it's a microculture I'd say yeah 100% man it's so diverse and it's insane that like it's in this country like I know it sounds weird because there's so many different <laughs> people background, but it's amazing, man. I love it. And it's like, yeah. it's got so much influence from different areas. Like you go to a different area and you'd be experienced like, like with all due respect, you go south when it's pretty much India. And yeah. it's like, it's crazy though. It's crazy that like, we have these things in England. Yeah, like di- different, different boroughs of London have got different microcosms of culture. Like for example, Tooting is very near in South London is very Asia-based. Um, Stockwell in southwest London as well is very Portuguese-influenced. And there's places like Little Venice, there's Chinatown in central London. Like, you go to different boroughs and there's just different different yeah, cultures the, there. Like, you yeah, don't necessarily have to leave sports. your city. 
to you don't even have to leave a city to enjoy a culture yeah exactly and it's like i know it obviously doesn't truly represent what's going on in the actual country but if someone didn't have the resources or couldn't afford to live out their means and leave the country itself, London literally covers most bases relatively yeah, well. I, I know, so. like a lot of family members of mine who live in England but not in London, do just make journeys to London and and use that as their holiday, and they enjoy the spending their time here because it's very different to other parts of the UK and England. Yeah, and for sure, man. Compared to the north, like. I've been to the north a few times and it's it's so different. It is it's absolutely insane. Like the luxuries and the privileges that we have living in London. Yeah. Is, it just it just doesn't compare. But, yeah, um, it's unfortunate. Like the North South divide is very present, I would say. Yeah, exactly. But talking about uni and stuff, where would you travel after uni? After uni, where would I travel? Oh, I'm trying to be reasonable and think within a student's budget. I'd want to go somewhere I haven't been before. Would you leave immediately um, though? I don't know if I would. I, I think I would want to work for at least a year after leaving uni to get that more experience. Even though I'm going on placement, I would like to have another year of working and then travel a bit more, maybe go to Morocco, maybe go to Portugal and possibly Scandinavia. I've always loved Scandinavia and I've never been and I'd, oh, I'd love to go to Sweden. Bro, I was going to say the Nordic countries is something that I want to hit on my list, but oh, immediately absolutely. after uni... Immediately after uni, I want to do this Thailand. Um, I'm just on that Thailand, like live in my own space vibe for like a year, mm. see how it goes. I know it's um, it can be difficult, but for me personally, I'll do it immediately only because of the really? fact that, yeah, like I was thinking immediately because I know that when when you get a job, it's very difficult to justify leaving straight away. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be disruptive of the flow of work that you're going to work towards. So mm-hmm. the the thing is, the plan is to do that or like work for a bit, maybe set up a side hustle, which gives a bit of income where at that point I can live there for a bit or maybe like a year and still have enough income to be able to afford the things that I would like to do. Yeah, and, that makes um, sense, but yeah, in terms of like, and yeah, it's just one of those things where I think if I just wait, I don't know when I'll do it next. And I think that's kind yeah. of, I know it's, it's very fear-based, but it's like something that I really think about. Because obviously like while we're still young and we can still experience like these more outgoing things, I'm not saying that that may diminish when you get older, but generally when you're young, you still have that, you can do as many things as possible. It would, it is good to take advantage of it. Thing is, yeah. even, even like at over 50 years of age, my dad is still exploring new areas of India, new areas of Thailand and Asia and going to Vietnam. My mum went to Vietnam and Cuba recently. It doesn't necessarily have to stop when you're older, but it definitely, you can do more at a younger age. But at the same time, it's harder to, to get the funds to do that when you're younger. Yeah, and for sure, because it's it's the, it's the trade-offs really. And as you get yeah. older, you get more responsibilities. Like, I'm assuming that your parents probably travelled less than they did compar- compared to when you were born, like born and like when you were yeah, at home yeah, yeah. and around, for sure, for sure. especially because like you're twin brothers, because there's both of you at home. And then, yeah. but now it's like, there's a bit more legway, um, a leg space as well, because you're obviously adults, you can sustain yourselves. Like if my, your mom wanted to get up and leave tomorrow, she can, because you yeah, know her kids will be fine. As yeah, in exactly. you two, Oscar and uh, Joseph. Uh, yeah, so you two will be fine. Like, it's so weird to think that I'm an adult now. I can't, I can't believe it, man. I'm actually 20, like, yeah, it's it's weird. If I'm gonna be 21 this year, I can't believe it, man. You're gonna be big 21. Oh my god! I know it's actually insane that like time flies, and it's like I'll be honest. I, I I'm 21, but do I feel like I act like a 21 year old? For sure, I don't. I know there's some parts <laughs> absolutely of me that not. Like yeah, like there's parts of my personality that I know I don't act like a 21 year old. Like I try to. Yeah, be but there's, mature. there's other aspects that you definitely do. Like it's yeah, a bit exactly. of a, a toss up, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think that childlike behavior, you just keep on to those tendencies because it's just kind of who you are as well. Like, you're influenced so much at a young age. And, like, as in you were influenced as well with the experiences you had when you were yeah, for sure, younger because sure. you went to these different countries, understood the culture. And I think your dad did a great job on that because if you, yeah, I feel like lots of things would have been different. Yeah, lots of things could or would have been different if you um, didn't actually have those experiences. But just yeah. to round things off, I was going to say, the best place to travel with your, um, well, the three different sections, family, partner, and friends. What ones would you say? Ooh, okay. 
with family, I would say you've got to go somewhere that pleases everybody, which is hard to do. It's hard to do because your mom, your dad, your brother, your little sister would all have different concept of what is enjoyable. Yeah. So I think the best thing to do is go to somewhere which has got a relaxation element. So like maybe a capital city, which is on the coast or near yes. to the coast. Yes. That way, nah. that way parents yeah. or the older people, older generation may be able to enjoy the culture of the area. And in certain days off, they can help the kids and go to somewhere which has got a beach area, which has got resort area, something like that, to keep everyone happy. It is very difficult, admittedly, when you've got that many different things to juggle with. But for me, that's conceptually the best idea. Okay. Uh, for your partner, then, what would you say? For your partner, if it's, just, if it's just two people, you're able to do what you like. I think the best place to go is somewhere that, for me, I really enjoy eating out and enjoying the cuisine of the place that I'm at. So I would say to go somewhere which has got a very different cuisine. This is for me personally. I don't know how it's for other people, but it's somewhere that's very different culturally. So going to, I went to Madeira with my ex-partner, and that was really nice because that was somewhere completely different. And we, I had never been somewhere like that before. So that was really cool. But it's also somewhere you can relax because as well you want to just chill out and, you know, enjoy yourself. But somewhere that's affordable because with family, you know, family members would be paying for themselves, maybe pay, helping you out economically with your partner, you're paying for yourself and potentially for your other, for your significant other. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to have something that's a bit more affordable, but also I'd say very different to where you're currently at. And lastly, friends, man, friends. Oh, so I've, I've been trying to organize a trip with my friends for a while. Um, we've been thinking about going to Croatia because lots of people go there it's, it's a really popular spot but it's popular yeah. for a reason you know it's really affordable sure. it's again different culture to experience and they've also got like really nice um coastal area with a lot of cultural enrichment in the city and stuff like that but you've got to like obviously you're going to be out with your mates with, like, if you're female you're going to be out with your girls if you're if you're a guy you're going to be out with your boys like you want to go out and have fun maybe go to a club go to some bars and stuff like that and i've heard croatia is ideal for that as long as you're not being too rowdy, too disrespectful of the surroundings, I think Croatia is a good shout out. What about yourself? Um, yeah, so just uh, for friends, man, as in, I obviously experience, it's weird because I experience Ibiza as a family mm. thing, but yeah, for yeah, friends, yeah. Ibiza would be awesome. I can't lie. Like, it's really? the clubbing <laughs> and the whole aspect of it. It just would be amazing. I think people who love the clubbing aspect of uh, generally, Ibiza would be an amazing spot for them. Mm. And there's also a beach so you can relax as well. For, but um, if you're more chilled out, I, I don't know. I feel like friends would enjoy like Venice, but I feel like I'm more of a partner thing as well, though. So it's yeah, that's like, a bit, that's, that's, that's cute, cute man. That's cute, you know. That's like, yeah, that's like I think that's a partner. Homosexual. <laughs> I think that's a <laughs> partner. <laughs> I think that's a partner thing for sure, Venice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Your friends would probably like, it depends because I know lots of people like the history and stuff. So like Rome could be a good one with your mates. But... Rome is a good show, I'd say. Yeah. I think Amsterdam is the classic as well because of the yeah, exactly. activities you can get up to over there. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> with them, for family, I think the last one, family, um, yeah. like you said, um, it's the balance really. I think that you're right. The coast and also having somewhat of a culture as well. Like isn't every place has culture, but is in, in terms of on the coast, a nice area. Barcelona would be perfect for a family. Mm, yeah, Barcelona. I've never been. I've never been to Barcelona actually. Barcelona is perfect p- p- place really? for family okay, for sure. Okay. I've been there already, and it's like I went with family. I know it was a bit different because I didn't have any parents. It was just cousins. But even still, yeah. like Barcelona was a great spot. It has a. It's got a coast, of course. It's on the, I think northwest of Spain, somewhere like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, northeast, northeast of Spain, I think. But yeah, even still, it's like it's amazing, and I think. Like you said, I think you really hit home with the bullet points on what constitutes the best uh, places to travel. Yeah, I, uh, I feel in terms like, of for each part, each section. Yeah. I feel like it's just it's just about talking to your who whoever you're traveling with and making sure you're able to not just make the holiday about yourself and what you want to do, but maybe compromise a little bit, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. Like you can get really hooked up on b- planning your own holiday. Yeah, yeah. With other I people. I want to go. And like, you gotta, you yeah. gotta be able to understand that like people have different like 
some people might like the whole we're going to museums today but you might be like oh museums are boring and it's just finding that <laughs> balance of well personally for me i wouldn't say that but it's in just generally yeah, yeah if you're yeah. finding that balance it's important for everyone Agreed, and as agreed. long as you can accommodate, like <clears throat> the common theme between family, partner, and friends is being able to accommodate for all parties and Definitely. everyone involved. Definitely. And I think that's probably the most important thing. So yeah, we're looking if for you, a holiday. You got to make sure everybody's content with it, even if it means compromising a little bit on your side of things. Yeah, for sure, man. And I hope you guys have really take on board the motives that we did. I know, especially they're London based, but if you can find local stuff in your area, like um, the axe throwing, um, afternoon tea museums the street markets in your local area yeah definitely go for street Take, markets support support yeah, local man. businesses and small businesses because they need it more than ever right yeah now. especially during these times as you were saying definitely. earlier local local um market local businesses definitely need the help so give that a try yeah. but i think that wraps up this episode yeah i hope you guys, hope enjoyed. You guys uh, enjoyed some of the the things that i've been through lived vicariously through some of my uh questionable experiences <laughs> yeah and i just hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and yeah, you can take yeah, something from it on listening we've got some more coming out hopefully be a bit more consistent so i hope you guys yeah, enjoy for sure thank you bye